Welcome to the Sunday Debrief. My name is Lee Finch. I am going to be hosting the Debrief tonight. Uh, quick thanks to Jack uh, Mountney, who hosted last week whilst I was away on holiday. Uh, listen back to that. It was a great Sunday Debrief. So well done to Jack and thanks for that. Uh, you know the story. If you've, been, if you've heard us before and you want to speak and you want to have something to say, anything good or bad, we love debate on this. So press the speak button, come on and speak about Wimbledon, uh, the Wrexham game tomorrow and anything else you want to speak about regarding Wimbledon. Uh, if, you, if you're if you too scared to speak or you don't fancy coming on and uh, having your voice heard, but you want to send something in the comments, then send it in the comments and we'll go through some of them questions and answer them best we can. This does only work when people do get involved, so please press that speak button. Come and have your say. Debate with myself or anyone else who, who is speaking at the time, if you agree with them or not. Uh, we'll have a great debate tonight regarding the Wrexham game yesterday. I might expect a couple of Wrexham fans to possibly join us as well. Uh, so, yeah, let's keep it cordial. Let's keep it polite like we always do and have a great Sunday debrief. Uh, so let me start with the Wrexham game yesterday. A 1-1 draw against Wrexham. Uh, to be honest, I thought Wrexham were pretty average. I thought we played very well, uh, especially after the last couple of seasons. It's a great little squad that we've got together now. Uh, really liking what I'm seeing on the pitch. We've got squad depth, which is great, uh, which is really good as well. Uh, and it's a team I went away yesterday, really proud of the performance on the pitch. I thought off the pitch, the atmosphere from the fans was uh, was really good. Uh, really good off the pitch for my section in one one nine two one two zero of the East Stand. Uh, the South Stand sounded really good, and I'll, I'll give it to the Wrexham fans. I thought they were brilliant as well. They came down, they sang. Uh, they're not as loud as James McLean would like you to think they were, but they they did a good account of themselves. So fair play to them. Uh, I have got a couple of moans, which most people have read probably on Twitter and stuff. As I said, the product on the pitch does to have, have improved and was brilliant. Off the pitch, I was very disappointed. Where I was standing, we did get bothered by stewards again with ticket searches three or four times. And it wasn't a very nice experience, but we'll go on to that later if anyone else wants to speak about that. But yeah, first off, a 1-1 draw with Wrexham. We started with Alex Bass in goal. Isaac Ongadiri, uh, right back, Joe Lewis and Alex Pierce in the defence with Ryan Johnson as left back as Jack Curry is still injured uh, and Lee Brown was on the bench. James Tilly, Jake Reeves, Amani Little, Josh Newville made up the midfield with Ali Al Hamadi up front with Omar Bougal. So 4 4 2, which I'm not overly fond of, the 4 4 2. But I think with Jake Reeves in there at the moment, what an upgrade Jake Reeves is for us as well. Do you know what I mean? Like I know people know that I don't I wasn't the biggest fan of Alex Woodyard, but he's so much better, so good for us at the moment. And also I think he's bringing out the best in Armani Little as well. I thought Little played really well yesterday. I did see a couple of comments regarding Armani Little, so a couple of people didn't rate him yesterday. I thought he was really good. I thought he got on the ball, wanted to get on the ball a lot as well, which is what you want from your midfielders. And he's showing the kind of form uh, when he first joined us and he had them four or five games when he first joined and was excellent. I thought Amani Little, yeah, with Jake Reeves next to him, just orchestrating everything. I thought uh, Little was really good. Tilly, what a workhorse that boy is as well. I thought he was good. Uh, Newfield, I've been very disappointed in Josh Newfield at the moment. I didn't think he had a great game yesterday. But I do take on the points that fans have made regarding Newfield and the fact that we haven't got Jack Curry in the side. Uh, and I think we're missing Jack Curry going down that left and making uh, runs past past Newville and then Newville can then make them past Jack Curry kind of thing, uh, bombing on. Uh, I think that's maybe why Newfield's probably not in the game. But I wasn't impressed by Newfield at all yesterday. I didn't think he really got in the game. Uh, Omar Bougal is one of my favourite players at the moment as well. I thought Bougal was excellent yesterday. Uh, he's exactly what we thought Josh Davison was going to be last season. Wins headers. He gets involved in everything. He is putting pressure on the centre-backs all the time, which means that once Ali is fully fit, which you can tell he's still not 100%, but once Ali is fully fit, Bugal and Ali are going to be something different, I'm telling you now, because Ali was winning headers against uh, 
what's his name, Powell, the new guy Wrexham got from, and I thought he made him look ordinary. They're very happy with Powell, which I didn't see yesterday. But uh, yeah, I thought Bugle was excellent. Jonathan, you've come on to speak. How are we? How is the uh, the American, what do I call you the other week? Yank, yeah, Jonathan the Yank. That's what you called me. That's it, Jonathan the Yank. So I always forget. Man. You know me, I'm always talking, so I always forget what I say most of the time. How are we? You oh, good? I'm doing wonderfully. I, I am so optimistic about uh, our chances. I, I love what I've seen on the pitch, uh, both in the cup game and the two games uh, previous. Uh, I, I wanted to talk specifically about, so you, your, your criticism of the 4-4-2, I agree with it only because we don't have the overlap that you were talking about. Because I think to make 4-4-2 really work, you have got to have both the left back and the right back be able to do the overlap. And when Ogundair and Johnson are in there, we don't have that overlap. And I think that if we had that, then you'd really be seeing uh, a side that is able to put everything together and would be able to do more with the opportunities uh, on the final third, and they really would be able to look good. Um, I know you're not a big Lee Brown fan. I'm not necessarily one either, but I think he is a much better choice at left back than Johnson is. I give Johnson all the credit in the world for stepping up and playing a position that maybe uh, he's not totally comfortable with, but I think we're better with Lee Brown at left back and uh, Lewis and Johnson in center backs because I think they're pairing very well together. Um, But yeah, I mean, if Curry and Biller are, are there, we would definitely... I think I think we'd have six points if if, if Biller Biller and, and Curry were in. So I think maybe um, before the window closes uh, early on here, if we could get a left back and or a right back, um, this might be an opportunity to look at a loan. I mean, maybe even a six month loan. You know, like just a, a loan that that only is guaranteed to the January transfer window. Maybe that's the way to do it uh, to try to you know wait till Curry and. Biller are back and, you know, and we're not putting too many minutes on them between now and the January window. Maybe that's the way to do it and not let the wages get out of control. Um, so anyway, those, those are just, that's kind of a, I, I have a million things to say and I talk too much. So I'm going to, I'm going to back off and make sure that everyone gets a chance to have their say. Now, John, I think you're spot on regarding the left back situation. Uh, I think, yeah, you're. I, we said on the podcast. I think it was. Myself, I think me, Danny, and George all agreed that we would have started Lee Brown on Saturday, even though we're not the biggest fans of Lee Brown uh, personally. I think we have to accept that he's going to be part of the squad this year. And I think if we're going to move on, like we said, then most fans will now. I think we have to get behind every single player that's part of this squad this season because I, the problem is I don't want to get too ahead of myself because I've done it before when Robbo first came in and we had the game at Bolton and we were playing really well in that first few games and then obviously it went tits up and we we didn't win for like 27 games but this squad there's something special I think about the squad at the moment and so with the, with the squad depth we've got I would have started Lee Brown because as good as Johnson was yesterday he's not a natural left-back. He's not going to get up and down like Jack Curry does. He's not going to cause issues for their their left-back or their their winger like Curry would and Biller on the other side. I, I don't know if we need a new left-back. It depends on how injured Jack Curry is or if he is going to be sold. We definitely need a right-back, I think, because Biller, unfortunately, as good as he is, and uh, we all love him and think he's brilliant, he is made of glass. He's injured more than he, he plays. And, and that's just facts. And I think we need to look at a right back. I also think we need to look at another striker because for me, Bugel, Davison are too similar. Bugel's head and shoulders above Davison, but they're very similar in what they do. Uh, Ali, we're relying on Ali to have the, the form uh, and the season. Well, he played, what, 10 games last year and scored. I know he would have had two goals already this year if he had put his penalties away but we're really heavily relying on Ali to come in and do the, to get the goals. And if he doesn't, I can't see where goals are coming from. So I'd like us to bring in a fox-in-the-box kind of striker. And as I said, Ali, for me, he didn't look like he was going to get behind the, the defence as much yesterday. And maybe that's to do with his fitness and stuff like that. But yeah, hopefully we'll bring in another striker. Uh, as I've said before, if you do want to say anything, if you do want to speak, press the speak button, send some comments in. Uh, and then we'll have a really good debate. So we've had a couple in. Uh, it's just me and Jonathan at the moment. So we've had a couple in. Uh, Markson 8 I think it's more Pierce why I'd rather Brown just because he always looks like he's going to get done anytime someone runs at him and bring Jono into the middle. 
Brown was very good against Cobb and talked Sasu through the game, encouraged him and uh, got forward to support him too. That's from Ian on this, uh, line six. So, uh, yeah, I kind of agree uh, with Brown starting. So, yeah, I've, I've kind of, uh, yeah, I've made peace with Brown this season. I think I have to. Mountney, how are we? You good? Well done last week. Thanks very much for taking oh, the reins. No worries, mate. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank good, you. Good. Yeah, you, did you want to say yeah, something? No, or did you want to just come on and say hello? Sorry, I just, I <laughs> no, I no, no. Into it. Um, no, what did you want to say about yesterday's game? Yeah, I thought yesterday, just, I only just joined when you were just talking about Ali there. Um, I thought we, I mean, we do look quite um, void of any threat other than maybe Ali and especially the penalties. It's not, it's not great that yesterday our two only really clear-cut chances were the spot kicks. Um, and I, I agree. I like, I like to bring in someone, maybe um, like a fox in the box, but it's just just need to kind of figure out what and where kind of the goal is going to come from. I like to see um, obviously Nerfil step up a bit more because yesterday I thought he was a bit just very quiet. He didn't really you know, do anything too too much. So yeah, it'd be nice to see a bit more. Um, Obviously, from the wingers, I know Tilly put put away the penalty, but yeah, to be a bit bit nice, a bit more from them, I think. No, I agree. I, you probably joined after I said I said regarding Newfield, he's been not like pretty disappointing. But then you've got to look at the way we're set up, and Johnson's not really getting up and down like a Jack Curry would, which would help Newfield and probably give Newfield a little bit more room. He's kind of isolated on that left wing because he's the only one making them runs and going forward and stuff. So hopefully, if we can get Jack Curry back or a left back with a bit of pace in behind, then that will help. Because as as good as Lee Brown is at defending. He's got no pace on him. When he came on yesterday, I think the first attack they did down the right for them, he, he did get outpaced pretty quickly, but then he reads the game so well. Uh, Kevin, what did you want to say regarding yesterday's game? Yeah, good evening, everyone. Um, I thought it was overall a, a really good display. Um, I think it was it, it was quite promising. You know, that game last year we would have lost, I think, without a shadow of a doubt. So, I mean, it's definitely a move forward. You can see there's a lot more strength in the team and also the opportunity to, to bring people on. And, and this was the same in the in the cup game, people to come off the bench and sort of change things. Um, I mean, Nerfield, I think he's going to be one of those players. I think he'll, one week he'll be absolutely brilliant. And then you'll get three or four games where he's pretty average. In fairness, most of the ball did come down the opposite side to him. So there wasn't a lot of the ball on his side, but he didn't seem like he wanted to, you know, sort of get involved. I don't think I'm going to agree with you about the midfield, Lee. I thought it was I, I thought we got overrun in the middle with their five. And I thought Little was was quite poor. Either him and Reeves obviously I, I thought sort of sat as a as a back six almost. Would like to see him get more involved. But overall I thought it was a good uh, a, a good performance. I agree. I, I, yeah, totally. I thought it was really good. I thought we we looked really strong. We looked defensively, we looked so much better than we did last season. As I said, Jake Reeves is such a uh, a massive, what's it called, step up on Alex Woodyard. Sorry, Jack, but I think Reeves is making Little look better as well. Uh, and I just think that's what we needed last season. We needed a Reeves and maybe Woodyard would have looked better with a Reeves next to him. But yeah, it's a big step up for Reeves. I think the only criticism I have yesterday, and it's a really slight criticism before people start going mental at me, is Johnny Jackson uh, with the sub. Sasu for me, I wouldn't have bought Sasu on, I would have bought McLean on. And the only reason I would have bought McLean on because I think he would have been buzzing from Tuesday night. And I think Sasu for me didn't really do much when he came on yesterday where we needed kind of that out and out winger to get at, to get the ball forward and move forward with it. I know Sasu's got pace, but I, I see him more in the middle. I see him more as a striker, Sasu, than a, an out and out winger. I might be wrong. I've not seen a lot of him, if I'm being honest. But yeah, I think I would have preferred McLean to come on yesterday uh, instead of Sasu. But that is the only criticism I've got, which is absolutely wonderful to come away from Plough Lane yesterday. Football side, as I said, I'm not. there's loads of stuff that went on uh, with regards to the match day experience that I didn't like. But the football side is absolutely wonderful at the moment, which is, uh, yeah, welcome, really, like welcome this year. Uh, Mick, how are we? How are you doing, sir? Mick Doyle, you you on mute? I am there, mate. Yeah, I just I just unmuted. Can you hear me now? I can me? hear you. How are you? You good? 
Yeah, you know what, mate? I'm all right. I tell you what, we're starting to look a bit like a football team, aren't we? Whisper it quietly. It's a scary thing to say. Like People always say to me, you're moaning, you're grumpy. But I'm, I was buzzing after watching that game yesterday. Me and the boy went home and we were like, well, we just put Rex in. We were meant to be one of the favourites. I thought they were average and we looked pretty good. Other than clinically, we didn't look great. But once it clicks, I think we will. Yeah, I mean, and you know what, Lee? I said afterwards the same thing. I mean, I thought we had the better of the game. I was telling everybody when we got when I got back. I mean, I thought Johnny Jackson was a, was, if anything, a little bit played us down. I thought we, I thought we were the better team for much of the game. And I said the same thing as you said there, and everybody else said, "Oh, well, they were bang average." And I think we've got. We, I thought about it today when I was taking dog for a walk there, and I thought, well, either they are bang average, or we're actually better than we're all giving ourselves credit for. Because we stopped them completely from playing, didn't we? Yeah. I thought the young lad in midfield there, the Irish fellow with the dark hair, the left-footed kid, was a decent player. But um, other than that, I didn't really look at any of their much-vaunted players and think, you know what, I wish they played for us. I mean, that Boyle, they'd be paying him a fortune, that he guy in defence from Huddersfield. And I'd, I'd rather have our Stockport lads than him. Yep. And McLean did nothing, did he? I, I, I thought we were really good, mate. I thought we deserved to win. I'll give. I don't like saying this because I can't stand McLean, but I give him his. He literally had just come in. It was his first game, so he kind of when when Parkinson moved him into his proper position and he made the subs. They brought on the midfielder uh, who was born in Wrexham. I forget his name. Brown hair geezer. Yeah, when the he, one about the long shot. Yeah. Yeah, when he came on, they had a little bit more pace about him, and they that, the last ten minutes when they proper got at us and Bass had to make the first save of the game where he tipped it round the post. Uh, yeah, I. I the problem I've got with Wrexham and the worry I've got with yesterday's game and not going on and winning the game, we were saying just before they scored, we were saying we're dominating the game here. You have to score when you're dominating, which we did. Yep, yep. Uh, and that's one of the things that we need to improve on. But yeah, my thing about beating them is we know Wrexham will get better. They will. Yes. because And they've also got money to go out and spend. So they're looking at what? Peterborough, Tassiganinga. I can't remember. I can't pronounce Chimanga. Chimanga Lee. That's it. Chimanga. Half a million. <laughs> they're looking at half a million pounds for Chimanga. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They can, they've just bought a fourth choice goalkeeper for 110 grand. Do you know what I mean? They can go out and spend money. They can they can build and, and they will get better. And that was my only thing yesterday. Walking away with a draw thinking it's a good result against a team that champions elect kind of thing. Like not... I just thought, yeah, have we missed our opportunity because they are going to well, improve? What you're saying there, Lee, about their financial power, and of course you're absolutely right, it makes it even more ridiculous that bell end of a manager of theirs coming on and saying about the grass being too long. I mean, that's I mean, they're paying they must be paying their first team squad. I'm gonna guess. I reckon they're paying the first team squad five times what we're paying. It might even be more than that. And he wants to moan about the length of the grass. I mean, yeah, grow but up. Grow I, up. I, I, yeah, see, there's a massive furore about this with Wimbledon fans all going mental about it. I thought, I thought it was quite funny. I thought Parkinson's under massive pressure. He's not that good of a manager. He hasn't done anything before. He got bought in to get him out of the league. It's to get out of conference. Same as Oli Palmer. Oli Palmer, I thought, was horrendous yesterday. I'm yeah, glad. We, I'm glad we don't have it. I'd have Bugle, Ali, Davison over Oli Palmer every day of the week. So I'm glad yeah, we so don't we have don't. any anymore. And it, they were bought in to get them out of that league. They, I give them maybe before the end of the transfer window, and they'll be looking at replacing them. They bought in the lad that came. Uh, the, he, they bought him from South End. I can't remember his name now. Who came on? Thought he was so much better than Palmer, more agile. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So the comment about the grass, I just see it as a manager who's, who knows he's under pressure already. They got spanked first week. They probably could have lost that game yesterday. I just find it. I find them kind of comments quite funny. I think just concentrate on us. Don't worry about. You know what I mean, I, I, I see a couple of comments today about people saying about Wrexham and Billy Big Bollocks and all that. I never got that from any Wrexham fans. We spoke to a couple on the train. No, I must admit, Lee, I spoke to quite a few of them in the pub yesterday who came in and a couple of lads I was chatting to on the way back. And in contrast, direct contrast to what uh, Stewart said on on his thing. I didn't find them Billy Big Bollocks. They're all nice people, as it happens, who are enjoying the journey a little bit. So, uh, I, I mean, you can only speak as you're fine, can't you? But the Wrexham fans that I ran into were lovely. You've got, to, you've got to remember, they've been in non-league for years. They've been right yeah. out of it. They've got a couple of guys who have come in and put in shed loads of money in. They've got... The reason why they've got the Disney TV channel is to make them big in America, which they're doing. They're doing very well. I just... I, 
I don't have a, I do not have a problem with Wrexham. We should have beat them yesterday. Good luck to them the rest of the season. I do find some of the stuff with regards to the BBC and some of the websites clickbait, but that's what they do. That's what they're there for now. That's what social media is. It's all clickbait. Just don't click on Wrexham or mute Wrexham on your Twitter or something if you don't but like it. The last thing I'd turn it, Lee, because otherwise I'll be on here all night and then I'll get a go. <laughs> but the last thing I would say, if you compare the reaction of the fella um, Parkinson to that um, that lad in midweek, Mark Robbins at Coventry. I, mean, I was at that game too, and it was absolutely brilliant that we won. I mean, it was it, it was incredible. And, we, and I'll tell you what, we deserved to win. And we deserved to win because we got battered for 90, 85 minutes and we didn't give up. It was like a boxer who gets his head boxed off but still keeps coming forward and then won it with a knockout punch right at the end of the 12th round. We deserved to win. Hmm. But their manager, when he came on, their manager said... Even though they could have had six before we scored. There were, there were, I mean, that Harmer in midfield, what a player he is. He came on and said, no, nah, no, nah, Wimbledon deserved to win. It's all about how many times you put the ball in there. They deserved it. We deserve nothing for our performance. Good luck to Wimbledon next round. I thought, what a top man. What a top man he is. But, see, I don't get hung up on that stuff because you're going to get the people like Robbins who are going to come on and they're going to be honest guys. We're going to say it. You're also going to get the people like Parkinson's who are just going to be so under pressure that they try and deflect everything from their own team and say stupid stuff about long grass or, do you know what I mean? And, we we played long ball, we bullied them. I don't care how Wimbledon play as long as we win. And and I think myself and a lot of Wimbledon fans have always said, you go out on that pitch, you give 100%. I think George, who was on the podcast uh, Thursday or Friday, was spot on with what he said. We said about points that we would take out in the next two games. And he said, would you take two points if the performances were decent? And we armed and armed. And I thought, wait a minute, if we play as well as we did Saturday against Colchester and we unfortunately go away with a point, I'd probably go home happy because we, we're playing well. But I'll come to Jonathan and then I'm going to go to Sancho 88. Jonathan, you had your own. What did you want to say quickly? And I'll go to Sancho. Yeah, as an American and part of the pro, the Wrexham problem, <laughs> I guess I'll say, um, I have nothing against Wrexham. Good for them. But I don't think Wrexham is going to get promoted this year. I think that they are going to go through what everybody goes through when they change leagues is that the thing that worked that won you in the last league is not necessarily the thing that's going to help you win in this league. We could go on and on about how conference is just different than league two. And I think they're going to have a year of adjustment and I don't think Wrexham's going anywhere, but I do, from my perspective, I think the Wrexham fans are in general, a class act. I'm very happy for them. I'm not going to root for them. Obviously I'm not falling into the, the, the Wrexham love fest, but you know, fair play to them. I think that, that they've been great. And I think that they showed up well yesterday. And uh, if, if all of, of all of the, uh, the sides we play, bring that kind of crowd uh, with that level of class from what I've been able to see and read, I'm all for them. No, no, I, I tend to agree with you, Jonathan. As I said, uh, I thought they, yeah, their fans were pretty spot on. They, they've, Struggled. Conference is a bit different to League Two. If you look at League Two at the moment, Stockport, who uh, everyone's tips to possibly win the league, have played two, lost two. Doncaster who brought loads of players in. Uh, everyone was tipping them to definitely get the playoffs this year. They're bottom of the league. Do you know what I mean? It's a tough old league, League Two, and there's some teams like ourselves. If you look at last year, teams like Stevenage went under the radar. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's going to be us this year. And at the end of the season, if it is us, I will hold my hands up and say, Johnny Jackson, well played. Craig Cope, you've had an absolute blinder. And I think that's all Wimbledon fans have ever wanted is just that that team to give 100%. And as I said, the, first, the 11 yesterday were absolutely spot on with the, the effort they put in. The subs come on. Again, the, the technical ability is not always there, but the effort yesterday for me was was there 100%. Sancho 88, what did you want to say, mate? Can you hear me? Yeah, can hear you loud and clear, sir. Thanks, mate. Um, I thought that was a good point. I think we'd have taken that before the game. Um I think, like I've just said, I don't think they'll go up. And funny enough, I bet someone a hot dog online that parking will go before uh, our manager, Jackson. Just just a quick point. Like Kevin said, I thought we did get overrun a little bit in midfield. Um, you know, I don't know, uh, I don't know as to why. But, you know, we do need what we've got, as in like some of them look like old Wimbledon. I love Bugle. He looks like he wants to get stuck in. You know, he's, he's a nuisance even when he's not on the ball. But... Ultimately, two games in, it's still a little bit early, but we just look like we've got a bit more in us. We're not going to lay down. And the biggest one for me is Bass. The defence doesn't look so nervy with him in goal. He sort of commands the back four. And uh, who was man the match? Was it was it Tilly? Because I thought I Tilly. thought 
I thought Pierce did well, and I think that's all he's got every game is maybe 60 minutes. And the other big guy that wears his shorts like he's sort of a Borat. Um, Louis, he, Lewis, yeah. Yeah, he was strong. But, you know, I think it's a really good start, but there's a long way to go, and uh, long may it continue. No, no, I think what what was so good yesterday was that it was a struggle to pick a man in the match. For me, it was. I thought, as I said, I thought Pierce had a good game. I thought Johnson was really good. Lewis was solid. Uh, I thought uh, Tilly was good. Reeves just stands out a mile for me every game. His leadership skills are just everything that we've been crying out for. The way he leads, he talks. Do you know what I mean? There was one, I think there was one point where we had a throw in and a main stand and someone threw it to him and he got rid of it. But he said, he turned around and he, and he said to the guy, I can't remember who threw it on. I wanted it this way. I want it there so I can go that way straight away. Do you know what I mean? And once we get going and once we get, we'll get better as well. And I think we really will uh, beat teams. And uh, as I said, we've had two tough games, but the effort's been there the whole time. And I just think with, with our bench now, you've still got Ball to come in if we need him. I think your point regarding Bass is uh, spot on as well. And the good thing for me regarding Bass coming in, I wasn't there on Tuesday and I couldn't watch the game, but Zanev apparently had one of the best games he's had for Wimbledon in a long time. Looked really good. I know he spilt one, but then he'd done the double save. But that looks like it's made Zanev better because Zanev now he's, knows he's got full-on competition. There's no disrespect to Broom, as Broom is a nice guy. I just don't, I've not seen him as League Two quality. I think he needs to go out and go on a season loan somewhere in the conference or something like that. But I think now Zanev knows he's got full-on competition and if Bass drops it or gets dropped he can come in and play and I think I think that's the difference this year across the pitch other than the fullbacks we have got some strong competition and that midfield is strong now you think Pell can't get in Ball can't get in we've got Morgan Williams there it's really positive stuff it's it, I don't know what's happening to, to this podcast the one like you know what I mean I, it, it's too positive for people I think can I make one more point go on Sanchez um what do people think about Pell? I thought he still looks a bit injured because he came on and I thought he was going to race around. I mean, I love the tackle he did that took the guy out, but to me, he's looking a bit leggy. I don't know if uh, he's been brought back too soon, but if we if, if if Ali isn't scoring, who's getting us goals? That's my only worry. Yeah, so I'm not a big fan of Pell playing as a number 10. Don't think that suits him. I, I think you might be right regarding the injury. There was a picture of him at the start of the season when they'd done the whole club uh, ethos kind of meeting and his leg, I think someone took, sh- showed a picture of his leg and his leg looked like he had two legs sticking out of his shin. Uh, so maybe, right, I didn't like that challenge yesterday. I know it's old school Wimbledon challenge, but you don't make a challenge like that just in front of your own goal. Do you know what I mean? If they score from that free kick, you're fuming at Pell. I don't think it's needed nowadays. Further up the pitch, possibly, but where it was was stupid. He won us the penalty, which I I thought both penalties were penalties. I don't know how people have said they're not. Uh, but yeah, it's shit as we still need to slow down a little bit for me as well. But yeah. Kev, you, what do you want to say, mate? Um, I'd, I mean, I'd agree about Bass. I mean, I, I'm trying to think about the last time we had a keeper who came out and looked like he commanded the box. He came out, he claimed balls, didn't he? Picked him out of the air and that. You ain't going to see that from Zanif and probably the, the keepers before. Uh, Wednesday night, he had a blinder. He had an absolute blinder. But the problem is, he's always one mistake away from a calamity. Um, maybe it will push him on. Maybe it will make him better. And you know what? If it does, that's only going to benefit us. Um, as for Pell, I can't really see um, a place for Pell. And to be honest, I think Pell's been, this is just my opinion, I think he's been given the option. There's not really a, a a place for you. You can maybe try and play that sort of number 10 if you want and stay and give that a go. But he looks a liability. I mean, yesterday, to to do what he did from where I was sitting, I was I was shivering because I thought it was a straight red. I really, really did. So I think his, his options are going to be limited. But I must admit, we was watching him in the warm-up and his leg looks absolutely dreadful. So maybe he is struggling, but I think he's, I think he's, he's a numbered, mate. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure his days are numbered. I just don't think we're playing it. I think he's more, for me, he's a central midfielder that if you play 3-5-2, you have Tilly or you have Reeves, Little and Pell in there if you need to change it round. The good thing that we've got now, as I said before, is options. So we can, if we need to, 
go to a free five. I know people hate free five two, but you look at the squad and you think, well, actually, a free five two could work for us now. If we can get Curry and Biller back, but at the moment, yeah, the four four two works. At the moment, I'm not a big fan of it, and many people ain't. But yeah. Some people have said Pell's there's no place for him at the moment. I, I, I really think he could be, but I, I think he is possibly covering the injury still and, and, and maybe we're we're a bit short in that midfield role, which I don't think we are. We've got Williams, we've got Ball, but yeah, maybe. Mick, you've got your hand up. What do you want to say? Oh, before you say anything, Mick, if you do want to speak, send a comment in. Just hit that speak button. Come on and have your say. Uh, yeah, go on, Mick. What do you want to say, mate? Yeah, on the Pell thing, I, can't, I must admit, I kind of agree with you, Healy. I think he's a good player. I've always liked Harry Pell. He's a great pro. I mean, he won the penalty yesterday when he came on and um, against uh, Coventry in midweek when we were getting absolutely battered first 15 minutes. He won three free kicks when Blokes practically breathed on him and he went over and got three kicks. He knows the game, you know, and I think the uh, it's a long old season. And uh, although we're all probably guilty because we're so, we're so keen to be happy, we're all guilty probably going a little bit too early in, in the sense that if we go to Colchester on Tuesday and get beat, suddenly two points in three games looks like a bad start, doesn't it? Whichever way you dress it up. Um, but we all, we're all so bloody keen to be happy that we're... That, so, I, I, and I just think with, with Pelly, if we, if we... Two games in, I think there's a long old season. And I, bet, I can bet you there's going to be a few games this season, a lot of games this season, where we're going to think, you know what, I'm glad he plays for us. I think he's a good player. And... Um, yeah, I'd be all all over keeping him, mate. I would, and just just to add that little bit of caution. And you said the the podcast is in danger of being too happy. Always rely on me to bring it down a bit. Um, I just I, I, we need to win one in the league. I'd like either Sutton or or um, Colchester. I'm going to both, and I, I'd like to see us win one. Because if we don't, even if we draw all four of them, all right, we're unbeaten. But it's all about how many you win. You've got to win games, is what it's all about. Because you've got teams in the league now that we've we've played two good teams there and we've played well both games and got two points. You've got teams that probably played crap but won one and lost one. They're above us. And that happens. You know, you've got to win one. I'd like to see us go to Colchester on Tuesday and show loads of intent. And they're no, they're no pushovers, by the way. Colchester, they're a good team. Um, but I'd like to see us probably go for it. We need to win. Um, that's the thing. I was going to say, I was just about to say, when you said about the two points... If we go to Colchester and lose, it's only two and three. Do you know what I mean? Or what is it? Two and nine points. And then we go into Sutton, which is a very tough game. The only good thing about Sutton at the moment is they lost Smith, who got sent off on Saturday. And Smith is one of their best players. So that's a good thing for us. But I'm the same as you. I'll be going to both games. Uh, I do think we'll beat Colchester. But yeah, you're right. If We we need to put three points on the board. And we also need uh, strikers to score goals that... From do you know what I mean? We've got Tilly who's only scored one goal from us. Ali's now missed two penalties. I think Ali needs a goal uh, because that's how my worry is that we're relying on Ali so heavily and he hasn't really had a sniff apart from two penalties that he's missed. Uh, and uh, yeah, you're right. We need to put three points on the ball because otherwise it's two points from nine. Then you're going into Sutton. Say we do draw that, it's three points from 12. It's not a great start. And then the, the fans then maybe get on Johnny Jackson's back. I've got to say, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with Jackson at the moment. I know people might be shocked by that, but his subs have been so much better. Uh, and, and his enthusiasm, uh, was it him that got booked? I think it was someone else who got booked on our bench yesterday. But he does seem to have uh, woken up to what ASC Wimbledon is, which is what we all wanted. So, fair He play. looks like a different fella, Lee, doesn't he? I mean, I, 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 stupid little things. It, it, like, like he, he wears the Wimbledon gear on the, on the touchline now. And people say, what difference does that make? What difference does it make? Well, it kind of does, you know. It kind of does. And um, and when they sing the We've Got Super Johnny Jackson behind the goal, now he applauds them and stuff. As I say, thanks, lads. I think he realises that, you know, he, he was he was really close to getting the bullet, you know, and, and, the, and the club stuck with him. And we we all need that decision to be the right decision. Because we all need, because, you know, Craig Court backed him and the board backed him. Well, if it turns out to be the wrong one, they were all wrong as well. And we're all, we're all buggered. So we really need it to work, you know, this keeping him. And, and I think he's, he looks like a different fella to me. He looks on the touchline like he's about to chin the fourth official. Well, I like a bit of that. Uh-huh. Um you know, I'm all for it, man. I think he look, he looks like he's really got it. You know, all the, and I'm all for it. Good on the good on the fella. No, I, I totally agree with you. And yeah, I'm glad he's turning it around. He's still, as I said, we're only two points though, so he does need to turn it around and get wins on the board. Uh, Sam, what did you yeah, want to say, yeah, mate? Yeah, everyone. Um, really, I thought really good game. Just really enjoyed it. Um, nervy though, isn't it? It's tense, really tense. It's kind of like football. Football really is back now. 
Um, that, yes. that feeling is um, that, especially when the obviously the penalty misses and the, the emotions that you roll through. But like, Pell like, changed the game yesterday. I don't really, I can't really, can't really understand. I can't really hear the criticism of him. To be honest with you, I think he, he came on the yeah, all right. He thundered into the Wrexham play. You're right in what you're saying. If he comes on, it's a totally needless challenge. If if at least they score that free kick, no one's happy, are they? But he changed the game. He just he adds a completely different dimension to it, a completely different dimension to the attack when he comes on. He won the penalty. Did he win the penalty? Did he? Was he pushed because of what he did up the other end by their centre half? Quite possibly. Quite possibly, I think. Um, I think if it's another player, do they do they go into him? Just just does toes of the centre half go into him like he does? Probably not. They're pissed off with him. That's what he does. It's a different dimension in terms of size, in terms of stature, in terms of what he brings um, and the physicality to it as well. You can't, you know, listen, and he seems to be happy. Not happy, maybe. Wrong, maybe the wrong word. He seems to be content with being on the bench. Not too many players in League Two will be content with sitting on the bench, but he seems all right with it. He comes on, he gives absolutely everything. So I can't can't hear criticism of Harry Pell, to be honest with you. I I know he's limited as a player. But I, 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 I think he's, he, he, he's great value. We can't complain one minute that we've got no squad. We're thin on the ground. We've got nothing to call upon. And then suddenly be turning our nose up at Harry Pell. I think, I think it's absolutely <laughs> weird, to be honest. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're a bit spot on there. As I said, I, I, I don't mind Harry Pell. Some stuff he does really annoy me. But I think you're right. Big tall geezer coming on yesterday. He would have got in their faces. He's one of these players you know he's probably speaking to everyone in the opposition. Do you know what I mean? He's probably winding them up, getting in their ear. Do you know what I mean? We all know that some players really do. But I used to be, a, when I used to play, I used to hate it when people used to talk to me and try and give it all the big one. And it made me want to go and smash them. And I think you're right. That probably did happen yesterday. He's probably in toes his ear. Do you know what I mean? I think... Uh, yeah, I think he did change the game a little bit. And I think you're right. The good thing I said earlier with what I really like about women at the moment is our squad yeah. depth. Do you know what I mean? And as you said, there's people on the bench at the moment pretty content with being on the McLean bench. McLean didn't come off the bench yesterday. How, uh, anyone that was on early, you said you, you didn't see the game. I'll sit there and tell you how good that boy was in 10 minutes when he came on. I've not seen a faster player play for Wimbledon for a long time. And the pro- I've never, I don't, okay, feel free to be good for the comment section on here. When's the last time a Wimbledon sub made that kind of impact? I don't remember seeing I, I don't think you, you were here when I, I said the big, the only criticism I have yesterday with Johnny Jackson is not bringing yeah. McLean on, but bringing Sasu on. But when you actually think about it, again, what you said about Pell, Sasu's massive. He's got pace to burn as well. And he can probably defend a little mm-hmm. bit better than McLean, which is mad thinking that he's from a youth team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but do you know what I mean? There's players like Ball who have come down from Rochdale and he's sitting on the bench, probably content at the moment. But do you know what I mean? He, he's going to get minutes. He's going to get game time because Little and Reeves and Pierce ain't going to be able to play all the time. So they'll come in. Pell can't play every minute. Again, I think, I think he's carrying his legs a, a little bit messed up. But the squad depth for me at the moment is really good. And I love the fact that we said on the podcast, would we loan Sasu, Morgan and Lockout? Morgan Williams and Sasu are part yeah. of that squad now. They've, they've, what's, they've the, built their... going, what's the point in loaning them out? If they're only on a couple of quid a week, I understand you've got balance. Maybe you need to loan someone out to get a... Maybe you need to loan a Zanev out to get a, a right back in or whatever. I get that. But these boys are on a couple of hundred quid a week at the moment, I'd imagine. So keep them the great... Are we... Sasu, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. No, I totally agree. And I, and I said earlier, I think I, I'll ask a question to everyone out there. And again, if you're, if you're speaking, just press that hand button. And if you want to speak, just press the speak button and come on and have your say. Uh, for me, I think we need to go out and get a right back and, and, and a striker. I'd love us to really go after Tom Delford now that we're uh, Telford. Now we've got the money coming in from mm-hmm. the Chelsea game. Uh, he didn't play in their League Cup game the other day which says to me there's a club or a couple of clubs after him because why would they take him out of that cup game if they don't even get him cup tied but they want to sell him? I'd love us to go get a Tom Telford because he is the player that we need, I think, a goal scorer, a fox in the box. He's not going to move from that area, which Ali sometimes does. Mm -hmm. Ali comes too deep. And I, I really hope we go and get a proper. Do you think we not need pace, Lee? Do you not? Doesn't it? Does it need to be a pacey centre forward that that, that, that that will really push, but really push us no, on? Maybe because from I, the bench is Telford going to sit on the bench? Watching Bugle yesterday, watching Davison, watching Ali, they've all got. They're not. They're not slow. Do you know what I mean? You watch them chase balls down. They're not slow. They'll they'll bring people in. I think Dom Telford is that kind of guy that will just be like. 
a Poundland Harry Kane, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? He's just going to be in that box. Ball's going to come. It, the keeper's going to make a save. He's going to tap it in. That's what we need now because the other three, I just think they just don't get in them kind of positions all the time. Ali will score goals, obviously, like he did. He, he made that mazy run after the penalty miss and the shot that Foster saved. I just think we need someone who's going to be just in the box constantly. And I know you said we'll be happy being on the bench, possibly not, but we need we need something. And I think we we should be going after someone like that now with the money that we're going to make. Do you make. think? And my, my my other point with that is, and here's why I think it's going to be a loan deal. If if we, if we get another striker, if it, 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 I think it'll be a loan deal. That will mean four permanent strikers, four strikers that we've got under contract for another. Correct me, two and a half years, all of them. Therefore, you, if things go wrong from that point of view up that end of the pitch, you've got no movement at all. None of them are going out. You can't budge. That's why I think maybe a an NYC. I'm not saying NYC, but the kind of that on loan from Brentford player that's just scored 20 goals in the youth team that's going to be satisfied getting 20-25 minutes would be more the way the club's looking potentially I don't know my only worry with a loan signing is a lot of the clubs say that they have to play a certain amount mm. of minutes so I think that was the case with when we got Paris in from Brentford he had to play a certain amount of minutes and we had to play him in a certain position do you know what I mean? Which is mad because you think, well, if he's not playing well, which he didn't in the end, we couldn't drop him. And I think that's a lot of the loans nowadays, especially from them. I'd love to go after NYC again. I think he'd be absolutely brilliant in this team. I think he'd yeah, be a class uh, player in, with with Reeves behind him, Tilly behind him. Uh, but would he have to come in and they say, right, you've got to play this amount of games. He has to play 30 games. You know what I mean? He's not going to be put, sitting on your bench. There's no point us loaning him to then warm your bench because you're playing Bugle and Ali every week. Ali's our number one striker and then it's between Bugle and Davison at the moment for who's going to be that second one. But I would have liked to have seen a striker come on yesterday who could have played yeah. that, that position. But uh, when, when the injuries start, the whole conversation changes. We pick up an injury, someone's out for five, six weeks and the whole conversation changes about the kind of striker we need. So I think it's about time we did, as you say, the first thing we've done, not done in years and years and years, and have four strikers on our books. I go back to the well, last e- time Elliot, Elliot Akinfenwa, a Taylor, and Polian was it? Last time we had four strikers. Aziz? I think we got promoted, yeah. didn't we? We had Aziz, yeah. Akinfenwa, Taylor, and you know, we need to go back to those days where we have four four senior strikers. I've said it. We've 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 not done it for so so long. We've not had four, 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 four strikers, not even our strikers, even including the loans. So last year we only had three. Mm. You can't do it. I, 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 I trust Craig Cope, and I believe, as I said, we've got we have got money coming in from the Chelsea game. That's a given that we we'll, that we will we won't make money. Some people said, I think because of the Arsenal game, we only made about a hundred grand because the tickets are sold cheaper. I can't see that being the case with Chelsea. I think it'd be a decent price. Uh, hopefully, we'll get the whole shed end, which will be about six thousand Wimbledon fans. Uh, I think anyone who wants a ticket should be able to get a ticket for that one. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think we should make some money, and hopefully, we look and go right. We've been after Telford all summer. Uh, Let's go and uh, let's go get him now. Uh, and people say he's on big money, but I understood that Telford wants a move, so I think we could go get him if we wanted. Jack, did you have your hand up then, or did you do a lot of something? Uh, yeah, yeah, I had my hand up in just about the Chelsea game. I don't know how obviously true it is, uh, but I heard yesterday that apparently the allocation's 4K, um, which is obviously not as much as maybe we'd hoped for. Um, but like with the Carabao Cup, the for us not to get the TV game in itself is just ridiculous when you've got you know you had Salford versus Leeds chosen over us obviously everyone knows why obviously Sky just loves Salford um, but yeah the TV money for us that's where you earn your money in the Carabao Cup because just the the prize the prize money is just absolute dog so I don't think we'll be getting as much money from that as maybe some people think we will I want to see I wasn't surprised that we weren't picked because, not being rude, would you want to watch Chelsea play Shrewsbury? Chelsea play, do you know what I mean? Or, or no, but it's just... Nottingham like, Forest play Shrewsbury on a, on a Tuesday night. Yeah, you wouldn't, like would a, you, so? Two London clubs, one... But that's one what I'm saying. Would you, would you want to see... Of pounds on play, or hundreds of millions of pounds of players versus, you know, a team that's fan-owned from London I'd, for me but, yeah, but we, outside, I'd, I'd fucking love to watch that game on telly yeah, on, a, on a Wednesday you, night you, you would because it's Wimbledon but I I just I, I wouldn't want to watch Exeter play 
Bristol City or something like that because Exeter are found own and Bristol City spent a lot. Do you know what I mean? I, that's, I needed to go for a bigger club. I couldn't think of one there that was close to Exeter then. But I, I, I just, I, I, I'm not surprised it ain't on TV because I think there's TV cameras look at it and think Chelsea will absolutely smash us to bits. They're probably predicting three or four nil. It's not great for the audience. Where I don't know who Salford are playing. I know Salford are Sky Sports FC. Leeds are struggling at the moment. Salford probably could do them. Do you know what I mean? It's a different game. I I, I didn't get... Everyone went mental about us not getting a TV game. I, I didn't think it was that big a deal, really. I just think... not. It is a big deal because I'd love to get TV. It's more money. But I can see why we were, wasn't picked for the Sky game because we see it as we're a fan dome. We're the greatest story in football. Other clubs and other teams and Sky and TNT and things like that, they don't really see it that way. And, do you know what I mean? It's, it's Sometimes it's just the 8,000 women and fans who do see it that way. Yes, Jonathan? Well, I'm not surprised we weren't picked because, you know, if, if, if it was at home, we definitely would have gotten picked because I think that they've got a history of when they pick, you know, what games are on TV, they're going to go with the ones where the upset is the most likely. And I think when when a smaller side is playing a bigger one and it is, you know, and, and the bigger team is hosting it, the chances of an upset are a lot lower. So I that's my interpretation of why they might have chased uh, Salford is because it's at Salford. There's a better chance of there being an upset, which is more interesting from a greater football perspective. Um, I mean, obviously, I... I, I I don't know that our story or us playing Chelsea is big enough to get an interest outside of South London. No, I, I agree. And I think that's why Man U are picked every single time on uh, TV because they know they're going to get the numbers. So it's either a numbers game where they go, right, well, look at Man U are playing. We're going to, we're going to get big numbers for that. No matter who they play, if it's Derby or something like that, they'll get big numbers. I was surprised they didn't pick Wrexham again for that reason. They know they're going to get big uh, international numbers for it. But, yeah, I wasn't too surprised with regards to that. Does anyone else want to speak about yesterday's game before we move on to the match day experience and ask questions regarding that? No, I'll take that as a no then. Uh, so, yeah, I, I put a tweet out yesterday regarding the match day experience. Me and my boy went, my boy's 14. Uh for me, the matchday experience at Wimbledon is not a very good one at the moment. I've been a couple of times recently, and it's it's not it's not that nice. There seems to be a little bit of tension from, say, the stewards. We all know the steward issues on Tuesday. Uh, there was some steward issues yesterday. Again, we were, I was in block one one nine of the East Stand, uh, and we had we had to check our tickets. I think I checked my tickets twice before I got to my seat. I've got no issue with that checking my ticket. I've got a ticket. I'm going to my seat. No issue. But during the game, we're all standing up, we're singing. There's no one behind us. All the families in our section love it. They're, they're, they're joining in the singing. There's no complaints for anyone who's sitting near us. We get two or three stewards come up wanting to check everyone's tickets. There's Wrexham fans sitting in the Wimbledon end. And people said, oh, just if they're not saying anything, leave them. I'm kind of with that. I've got no issue with that. The problem is when you're coming up and giving Wimbledon fans grief and saying that you're going to be removed for standing one seat away from where your actual seat is or you've, you're in seat, I think someone said they were in seat seven and their mate was in 10 and it should have been the other way around. And they were saying, well, if you don't swap, we're going to take you out, which is just ludicrous to me. But yeah, Wrexham fans got removed. One of them had Wrexham AFC, a green Wrexham shirt with Wrexham AFC, six people causing no trouble whatsoever. But when you're getting your ticket checked, to get to your seat, it kind of gets frustrating. And I think that's where people then said, look, they're in our end. How have you not checked their tickets, checked where they're from and chucked them out? Uh, which I think they I think they put them back in the away end, which is really strange as well. And then there was two lads in our end who were Wrexham fans. They weren't giving it as much, like they weren't celebrating or singing, but they were, when Wrexham was singing, they were kind of joining in under their breath kind of thing, dancing. And then again, women and fans are getting grief from stewards. So they got pointed out to say, look, there's two Wrexham fans there. We can see, I think an old boy went over and said, look, we can see it getting a bit nasty if they stay in because they are ringing their mates from the away end and saying, look, we're in the home end. No one's going to do anything to us kind of thing. So the stewards went down, they checked their tickets. They've got home end tickets and they've got London accents. So the stewards said there's nothing they can do. So they went off, the stewards went off. Again, they were like singing the songs with the Wrexham fans. Not loud, but they were 
kind of our tag. Women and fans spoke to him at half time. I believe I didn't see it. I wasn't down there. I, again, I got my 14 year old boy, so I don't want him getting involved in anything like that. There was a fight and they got kicked out, and a couple of women and fans got kicked out. But again, it didn't have to come to that. The stewards should have took the Wimbledon fans' words that they were Wrexham fans, as literally 15, 20 people told them. It didn't happen. But yeah, half time, the queues again were really long. Uh, a couple of my mates who don't come women and often came down. One's a Man U fan, one's a Chelsea fan. Uh, and they, the beer they got was literally flat as anything. It was hot. They pour half of it, leave it, and then they pour the other half when people were going to get served. And also, uh, one point they were going to close one of the tills until everyone went mental. And then they kept the till open, even though the queues is huge. I couldn't get a drink half time because it just took too, it would have took too long. We would have missed most of the game. And I just think this stuff really needs to change and really needs to improve uh, with regards to aspects of the match day experience for Wimbledon fans. We said on the podcast that my point of view now is that new fans are being treated better. They want new fans to come down and the old school Wimbledon fans, it doesn't matter. So does anyone have any points they want to stay? If they disagree with me, fine, come on and speak and say they had a great match day experience. Did anyone else have any match day experience that they think could improve on? Sam? Overall, <clears throat> match experience is good. I think my issue with your tweet yesterday, you said, you said, I think it was somewhere along the lines of team on the pitch is looking really great. However, the match experience is absolutely shocking now. This, what you yep. said there, you fl- totally flip reverse from what you said in March. You said March, April time. The, ma- the player lane is absolutely brilliant. It's a great place to go. The experience is fantastic. Shame the football so shit. Won't it be great when, if and when it is. Now, listen, I was agreeing with you, what you said in, in totally agreeing what you said in April and whenever it was. But things have can't have changed that much. It can't have been that drastic and that changed. That, that's, it's almost so amazingly better on the pitch now and it's suddenly a hellish place to go on a match day. What I will say is that they've got, it's still a relatively new stadium. We've certainly got a relatively new CEO in Danny Macklin, who's, by the way, has done an, the guy that let's, the guy's done an incredible job. I would hate to be Danny Macklin. I would hate to be Danny Macklin. Could you imagine? You're trying to. He's a, he's a on a. He's, is it a working day for him at a match? Probably. But he's sitting there while the game's going on, probably having to flick Twitter. He doesn't have to. He's he's on Twitter because he's getting mentions from everyone. Danny, what's going on here? Danny, what's going on there? Danny, come and sort this down. I would hate it. I'd hate it. I feel desperately sorry. All I will say is, look, let's not piss Danny Macklin off too much, guys. Because I'll say it's not just you, but loads of people on Twitter, constantly on Facebook, constantly. Danny Macklin, come on, Danny. What's the answer? What's going on? Why is the DJ too loud in the bar? Why is the beer too... too why, is the, well, why am I not getting served beer quick enough? What's going on? Listen, give him time. Give him... You know, I know he's been there, what, eight months now. But things... Look, these are not easy fixes. My pie. My pie... I- Danny Macklin sorted the morning after. I know that was an issue on Tuesday night, but all I'm saying is on Tuesday yeah. we had the best win that we've had at Cup game at Plough Lane for bloody ages that I can remember anyway. The best best evening game at that ground for a long, long time. Coming out and all I'm hearing is some stewards are kicked off with someone because they're not sitting in the right place and my pie are now not happy. It's Sometimes it's just, can't, let's just try and, not try and enjoy it, but these are not, Specific faults with the football clubs about the match day experience. All right, the mat, the beer being flat, blah blah blah. I, yeah, that's a bit, it's a bit frustrating, isn't it? But they can't win if the beer's flat and then they're, they're pouring it. They're, they're half pouring it, but if they're taking an extra thirty seconds to pour every single pint, they're going to get slated for that as well. Not Sam, I can't. I half agree with you. Which I think with the my pie stuff as well. I think some people, uh, a guy called Bao, who does the operations manager, a bit of an apology, probably us as well. Uh, I don't believe that my pie are totally innocent in the for reason why they weren't there on Tuesday and possibly there on Saturday. Uh, so I think people need to sit back and realise that sometimes people at the club are doing their jobs, and the reason why my pie weren't there is that they. The, the bow was doing his job and that's the reason why but won't go into that too much but for me Sam it has flipped totally I was in the uh, pub just down the road the beer price is cheaper in the pub than it is at Plough Lane now the prices have gone up getting a beer was just oh, I, I wasn't drinking yesterday because I was working today so I don't drink when I'm working the next day uh, and yeah it was just a nightmare to just get served the bottle lid situation really annoys me because 
someone scores and you get coke all over you or someone knocks one and it yeah. goes on my Adidas yeah. trainers that I've just spent a hundred pound on, do you know what I mean? Like, it really annoys me and it's like, well, someone threw a bottle at one of the players. Well, ban the person that threw the bottle. Don't take it out on four and a half thousand season ticket holders or 7,000 Wimbledon fans yesterday because I, I, you, you get a bottle and it's the lid's taken off. It goes flat within yeah. seconds. It's, it's, I, and, and as I said, the steward situation, I've never seen anything like it. I, I said, I did go to commentary. But yes, I don't mind showing my ticket going to my seat, but it got ridiculous in the end. It's like half time. You've got old boys. One guy said to him, oh, my missus has got my ticket in her per- like in her bag. Yeah. And he's like, well, no, and she's got to come down now the, to show us your yeah, ticket. When you've got, the, like, when you've got, especially with this e-ticket thing, like I, I think I had four, four of my friends' tickets on, on, my, on my phone. And so that means that person with one phone has got to be with those four people in and out, in and out, in and out constantly. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just bizarre. It's just that, which is, which is poor. Do you know what is the biggest thing about this whole match day experience argument? Get into the stadium. That is, I mean, I'll, we'll forgive the in the um, in the Kappa stand that the the season ticket, certain season tickets weren't scanning. That's just something that happens. But for the rest of the stadium, these, these constant queues to get in to the other side of the stadium. Is it? I, I, I don't. I, that's one thing I do not know. How is how easy that is yet to be sorted out? That is, it's like someone someone posted a picture of a mile long queue at half past two, not five to three. Half least, two. And someone's replied on Facebook. Well, maybe don't queue up at half past two then. Well, well, you know. listen, yeah, I, I can't get. But before I go to Mick, because Mick did have his hand up, I want to go to a couple of people that have sent comments in. Ian makes a really good point, to be fair. Did Grimsby away last week at Nip Turling Road on Sunday. Pain in the ass getting a pint in both grounds at the break. Half time is a ball ache to get a beer wherever you are, which I kind of agree with regards to the beer situation. It is a bit of a joke, but we're a fan owned club trying to pay off a debt. We want to get as much money behind the till as possible. We've now got a Greg's open across the road, and I can see Greg's getting very busy because they're pricing is cheap and you'll get a pie do you know what I mean a steak bacon a coffee quite easy uh, Pellend uh, Jake Ledders uh, Stewards getting rowdy for no reason South Stand again when no one was doing nothing Rex and fans saying the same Gary Jordan Danny encourages feedback low how else would things change so quickly on a match day or day after if you didn't contact him he's active on match days as he wants to and I kind of get your point Sam and Gary uh, Gary's there regarding Danny but sometimes all I see is I will look into like the stewarding situation on Tuesday we had video evidence of a steward actually being like Danny said on the podcast being really out of order to a young child and stuff like that not We'll investigate it. We'll look into it. Some of our fans were out of line. We're done. We're dealing with that as well. But we're also, it's none of that. It's always backing up. And I get it. He's got to back his staff. But sometimes you need to uh, say you're going to investigate something. And that's where I think sometimes he falls down. But uh, yeah, he's doing a good job. Mike, Mick, what did you want to say? Now I'm going to come to Dan Baker. Just on the, just quickly, Dan, on the, sorry, on the, on the, uh, on the, on the beer. I mean, I know a bit about pouring beer. I don't know much about much, but I know a bit about that. And um, the thing is, Lee, you've got no real choice. If you've got if you've got five hundred people who want to get a beer quick, um, unless you've got five hundred bar staff and five hundred pumps, you've got to pre-pour. And to me, I wouldn't even pour half. I'd pour them all. I'd pour the full pint. And when you walk up to get one, I'd say, "How many do you want? You want four? There you go. Bosh, bosh, bosh. Give me give me twenty five pounds, and where we go." Um, and the, I think I'm afraid as fans, you've got a choice: you either get a flat beer or no beer. There's no, there's no real way around it, in all honesty. And I think the sooner we, we're honest with people, I mean, I've got to be honest with you, Lee. Half time, you go and get a beer. If I get one and got a lot of bubbles in it, so what? Get it down your neck and move on. Um, I think people just mo- moan about stuff sometimes. And as far as the uh, the match day experience is concerned, I think a lot depends on where you are in the ground. Where I am, down the far end of the uh, West End, down towards the away end, it's fine. I'm, I'm surrounded by lovely people and you can't really get a beer. It's a bit slow and all that, but um, it, it's nice. And the one thing I'd say when you just, the last thing was about the, uh, when he said, I'll investigate. We are, we are like everybody else, you're governed by employment law and you have to be able to show afterwards that you've investigated without prejudice, without, and all the rest of it. If he says, well, that sounds like it was bang out of order to, to me, I'm going to get these mugs out of the club. It's a bit difficult then to, to say in an employment tribunal that he, that he investigated it without prejudice. So he kind of gives a stock answer that he has to investigate it. Uh, and I kind of get it. He has to by 
legally, that's the way he has to treat it, whatever he does behind the scenes. No, no I get it. If football, football's a mad world, really. It? It's a mad situation because it's totally different to you running your pub. Do you know what I mean? You ain't got 500 people just steaming in and you serving up pints with free spa stuff. I, I kind of get it. And that's what I said to the boys yesterday who ordered the beers and they were like, oh, these beers are crap. Have you not got one of them systems where you put the pint and it comes up from the bottom? I said, we're a fan-owned club, right? We we've literally just afforded to build a stadium. We, these, these things will take time and hopefully they are getting better. It's like, I think Sam made it, some people were complaining about the DJ and the music was too loud. And it's like, well, at least they're trying stuff to get the atmosphere better and stuff like that. I think my main point at the moment is not, as I said, I didn't drink yesterday. I don't drink when I'm working because I drive for a living. So I don't drink at all if I'm working the next day. Getting a soft drink and then having the lid taken off it because I might fry it at someone. I just think it, that, for me, is ludicrous because what you're going to start taking every object off people when they come in the stadium because every object could be used as a weapon. And, and also, I think that regards to uh, the stewarding, the stewarding has become very over-aggressive and, and some of the stuff I've seen with my own eyes and stuff, our section is really good. We've got a little bit of an atmosphere. We're right near the away fence. None of us have ever been nicked for throwing punches or anything like that. We we give a bit of banter to the Wrexham fans yesterday. They give it back. They scored. They gave it. We gave it. It's all good humoured. Everyone left. No one fights nothing. And I just think sometimes the steward in there can be a bit overzealous and they're more of a, a bouncers than stewards. But Dan, I'll come to you. Dan Baker, not the Dan Baker from the podcast, a different Dan Baker. How are we? You good? Hello, mate. Good. Thank you very much. Sorry to interrupt you here so i just wanted to say one quick thing now i don't live in the united kingdom anymore uh, so I, I have zero kind of impetus on the match day experience because i've yet to even attend plow lane although i'm trying to get there next year when my dad turns 80 so i'm flying over so i hopefully can catch a game and see it from my my perspective with regards to like the pricing of the beer and stuff just to kind of put things maybe into a little bit of a perspective um the closest ground to me is the new york red bulls I've been there a couple of times um, and actually I just took my kid to watch the Premier League series over here and I went to take him to watch one of the Chelsea games in Washington. Um, $17 is what it costs to get a drink in one of these stadiums. And that was the same at kind of Rebels when I went. Put that into perspective, that's £13 or thirteen fifty uh, a pint. So do I think that's overpriced? Absolutely. But you have to understand, as I think was mentioned earlier, we are trying to pay off our debt. So there are going to be increases. And they also know that you're a captive audience. You can't leave the ground. So they're hoping that people spend the money. Um, with, with the other things with regards to the lines. Now, again, I will say it again. I haven't been to Plough Lane, but how many times have we had a sellout? at the ground I, th I feel as though it's probably only a handful of times and we're relatively new so i can imagine that as we grow and as we start selling out yes we're having teething problems but i would certainly expect that with a bit more kind of nous and understanding of what the queues are going to be like surely they will be making some changes and i will say this again and you've mentioned it before danny macklin is like you said there's been there eight months and i think from his perspective He's probably one of the most interactive people that I've ever seen from a Wimbledon perspective, talking to people, dealing with issues. And I think he's been a great addition. Yes, he's going to get some, flit, uh, some flack rather, uh, from time to time. But you know what? Overall, I think he's done a sterling job. And I actually have a lot of trust that he will take a lot of these things on board and will actually turn it around. We're, we're, we're a smallish club with a big heart. But he's trying to turn things around slowly, but you can't do it overnight. And he needs time. No, I agree. And I think he's been left in a bit of a situation where the ground was built by people previous to him and it's not been built to the specification that it should have been. There's not enough turnstiles. Uh, they cost money to bring in, which we don't have. Uh, bars probably need more pumps or stuff like that, and we don't have that money. He's already said the sound system isn't... Uh, isn't great and that needs to be upgraded. But again, it's money that we probably don't have and people want us to spend this money and go, right, we'll turn the uh, speakers down, do this, do that. It means maybe not getting a alley in the door. Do you know what I mean? We, we, we have to kind of, as I said, my main issue is some of the, the rules and regulations that were being pushed on us and the stewards. As I said, the, as you said there, some of the pro football stadium pricing is expensive. You go to Arsenal and stuff like that, it's ridiculous. And someone said to me earlier, you don't, it's your choice to spend money at the ground. I want to spend my money at the ground because I want to put the money back in the club. 
But if I'm if it's taking me forty five minutes to get a drink before the game, I don't want to get there at two, and then literally have to have one pint and then go in, which is what seemed to be the case yesterday with a couple of guys I was with who were drinking. They were buying two pints at a time just to make sure they could could get a drink before going in. Couldn't get a drink at half time at all. We've now got competition on our doorstep in Ellsfield where there's cafes, restaurants, bars all doing decent grub, decent drink as well at a reasonable price. We've got a Greg's now across the road that will be doing a brilliant price because you can get, a, a, I know it's not great quality, or some people don't think it's great quality. I do love a chicken bake or a sausage and bean melt and a bit of Tottenham cake, but that's just me. But yeah, it's cheaper and it's better. But yeah, uh, unfortunately for me, the stewarding at the moment is one of the big things that I think needs to improve and hopefully Danny Macklin will take that on board. So right, everyone, I'm going to wrap it up now. It's five past nine. Uh, going to get the kids in bed and wrap it up for this week I'll be going to Colchester on Tuesday so I hope to see you up there Mick I know you are anyone else going Jack Mountney you're going you'll be going up there won't you no I'm still trying to see the logistics of it mate but yeah fingers crossed oh mate you call yourself a fan do you yeah you'll probably, you'll, you'll probably be at Dulwich or something won't you right anyone yeah. anyone who's going Colchester I'll see you on Tuesday uh, me and Danny Baker will be back with a podcast on Friday and then I'll see everyone else at Sutton as well which I did get a ticket for in the end and I know I uh, kicked off massively about that but do you know what I mean live with it that's who I am right thank you very much everyone uh, thanks to all the people that got involved in speaking uh, thanks to all the new people that come on Dan thanks very much for getting involved and speaking for the first time thanks to everyone for listening uh, absolute pleasure again uh, and we'll speak to you soon come on you dance. <laughs>